When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome into Urban Meyer's Pine House. It is weekend kickoff. It is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems and our friends at Byers Auto and Coors Light also helping bring you this show. And it's the off date is over, boys. Hope everybody had a great one. That's Miss Rob, you guys, man. That's Robert Landers, Zach Bourne, and Bobby Carpenter. I missed you too. Thank I, you. I was looking for you on Thursday night at the Blue Jackets game last week. but Chive's got a picture of me after a goal. I was looking for you at the crew game or at the U.S. national game, but actually you were there. Then you found me. And I saw you on TV, so... I mean, Austin TV on the sideline. And, and hey, I and love the attire. <laughs> you should wear that. Yeah. You should wear that. On the well, show? Yeah. Well, Halloween's next week. It is next Halloween. week. It what, is next why week. do you have to be dressed uh, Halloween to dress up as a patriot? You're just dressing up as an American. I love America. It's I good. Do. I love the United States national team. I don't think anybody made better use of the off date than me, but that doesn't really matter. We're talking about Ohio State, which did not play last Saturday. Watched some crazy stuff happen around the Big Ten and the rest of the country, and they will be back at it on Saturday night. At Indiana, so how sad are you going to be? Very. When people throw golf balls and spitter <laughs> bottles at Ryan Day at Indiana, at Indiana. I will. I mean, I had PTSD on Saturday night just watching that. The team that I used to cover uh, that didn't surprise me at all. I don't think that'll happen in Bloomington, Bob, because there's going to be 50, 60, 70 percent of the crowd is going to be Ohio State fans. 50, 60, 70. 70 might be a little high. I'll say. 50 to 60. It could happen. I'll say 50 to Hoosier 60. Hoosier fans sure. like to get drunk, no, and they're no. going to have all day to do it. That's going to be a nice I'm sure event. there's a basketball practice or something that I, they'll be watching. I, I, heard <laughs> t- I heard today from a, uh, from a Hoosier fan that their, their slogan is, Hoosiers. Yeah, Hoosiers, oh is that their slogan is, we never lose a tailgate. So my guess is they're just going to be tailgating all day, and it's going to be all Buckeyes in the stadium. That don't mean they're going to be in the stadium. <laughs> they're going to stay outside so they can save their money. That's right. They'll be. No, they'll make it in there. I'll tell you this. My, one of my, my lasting memory against Indiana, we played there twice, uh, my sophomore year and my senior year, I believe. And I'm not kidding you. We played a noon game. I loved Indiana because it's always noon on the road. means you're getting back in enough time to be able to really enjoy the night. Go and out. Be able to drink go some out silver bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go, uh, you know how mad I'd be if we're playing Indiana game that nobody cares about at night and you're burning a Saturday night? Oh, that's, man. That's your one night to enjoy it. And it's not I'll even a game that's worthy of it. You're not playing Michigan State or Michigan or Penn State or whoever it is. But we're sitting there after the game on the bus, and I'm watching this guy and this girl have a conversation. It looks like they were together. And you could tell, I mean, there was like some hard swaying, and it really wasn't windy outside. <laughs> and so, like, I'm good, giving the thumbs up. And then I see the, the, the girl just go, ah, and just throw up all over this place, like right beside, got a little on the dude's legs, like, wow, what are we talking about? And she's like, I'm good, I'm good. And then they walked away, and we watched them because we're sitting on the buses. I watched her walk over, and then someone handed her a beer, and then she was ready to go again. I'm like, <laughs> perfect, man. It's 4 o'clock, and we're <laughs> no. still we're ready to go. We're ready to go. That is what Hoosier football is all about. Okay. Well, they don't often win those games. Uh, once they win the tailgate. Played. They win the tailgate. They definitely like to put some scares into Ohio State, though. I know every all three of you guys, yours, your memory was on the bus. Zach made some history in 2012 in a game there in Indiana. BB had to play a couple close ones. Mm. Yeah. What is it about Indiana that allows – they don't ever finish the deal. Never. Oh. 
But they, they call they, that a tease. They throw some scares, some teasers <laughs> at you. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I, I compare Indiana to a lot like Cincinnati. And this is why, because they are so close to even the, st- the state of Ohio, uh, obviously. Yeah. But Indiana does a really good job of, of recruiting the state of Ohio. Coming into Columbus, a lot of those guys that Ohio State doesn't take, Indiana comes in and tries to get a lot of those guys. Same thing for UC. When they play a game against Ohio State, it's their Super Bowl. It's like, hey, you know, I, I played with a lot of these guys. I know a lot of these guys. We, we, you know, we grew up playing together. It's like, hey, I want to beat my home state team in Ohio State. Yeah. And I think you get that more so than anywhere else. Yeah, you know, Michigan uh, recruits Ohio well, but it's still, it. Michigan's got other games to, to get hyped up for, right? Indiana, this is like, they don't have the big robbery. They don't have anything else. You have an Ohio State team going over there to Bloomington or, you know, here. It's like, hey, it's another game for Ohio State, but to those guys, it's everything. I think they do a good job of putting together a game plan for us every year especially coming out of the gates. Uh, typically, they always play us tough the first half. It's always the second half where we kind of make the proper halftime adjustments, and you know, after that, it's kind of all she wrote. So they always play tough. They always come out fired up. They always have a good game plan. They have a great team all the way across the board. I just don't think they've always had enough firepower to kind of get them through that fourth quarter. That's why they've always been a tough team. To well, play. think about this. I mean, there might be revenge on Indiana's mind because – based upon the rules set forth by Kevin Warren at the beginning of the Big Ten season oh, last boy. year, they should have been the rightful participants oh, in the Big oh, Ten championship game. Don't give me this shit. I'm just telling you what the rules were. If they played each other on the field. I'm telling you what the rules were. And Ohio State didn't fill the, ones the that allotted they made number up? of games. I, I didn't say Bob, they were made up the science, yeah. bud. Jeez. Follow the science. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> Bob, the science. Bob I'm telling you, I didn't say they were good rules. Okay. I said that they were the rules that they put in place and made up. That's what it was. <laughs> well, and Indiana's done a little bit of yapping about that, too. They, they felt very uh, poorly done by Kevin Warren in the league, which, by the way, there was no one – around the league who disagreed with that decision except Indiana. Well, you know why? wanted a gift. Because the college football playoff check cash, and that spreads to the whole league. So everybody <laughs> else said, Ohio you know State. what? We're all getting our 3 or $4 million cut out of this. Indiana, you take <laughs> yeah. your money and you go home and be quiet about it. Be happy. But, you know, they, they apped about it. They spent the offseason talking about how close they were to a breakthrough, and, you know, they made their rally in the second half last year. I think people tend to forget what happened in the first half of that game you guys have been in these kind of blowouts before. It's it's not always easy to just continue doing what you did to get up 35-7. Uh, yes, and it goes back to what we talked about all year last year. How hard is it to play in an empty stadium? I mean, literally no one there. So it's so tough. Yeah, Ohio State came out and blew the doors off Indiana in the first half. And Indiana obviously made a run. Michael Pinnock played great in the second half. Yeah. But still, it's an empty stadium. I mean, at that point, when in a blowout win, you're kind of sitting there twiddling your thumbs, right? Like... Well, are they going to fold or they can keep on trying to fight? And Bob brought up a uh, revenge game. I think Ohio State's got a revenge game on their hand because Ryan Day, in my mind, in any COVID year, talent, whatever, should have been taken out of consideration. Last year was the hardest year on any coach possible for Ryan Day not to win Big Ten Coach of the Year and give it to Tom Allen. Yes. was completely blew my mind. And guess what? If Tom Allen is that good of a head coach – if he's that good of a head coach, why are they 2-4 and four this year? And, and you know what else? Got a good point. They gave Ty Freifogel, Big Ten Receiver of the yep. Year, when Chris oh, Olave and Garrett yeah. Wilson were both breathing. 
uh, because of one game that happened against Ohio State. Yep. I mean, that's going to spread, Michael right? Penix Jr. probably should have been uh, player of the year, by the way. Maybe quarterback of the year. Hmm. No? Oh, my gosh. No. Well, they, I think they no. got that one right. Just saying. Not I, at all. But that stuff spreads. You guys have been in that locker room. They're going to oh, pay yeah. attention to that. Yeah. And, and well, Ryan Day does not, does not suffer fools, I'll say. And we talked about this, Bob, a few weeks ago uh, with Maryland. If something happens to Ryan Day, he's not afraid to push the envelope. And, B.B., you know that as well. I agree. He's got, he's got that uh, assassin kind of behind that steely he's got look. got that dog in his heart. That's yeah. What he used to call it. he got it's those rosy cheeks, though. He looks like such a nice guy. <laughs> Hell no. No. Ryan, Ryan Day, like you said, is a great coach, but – He's got some stuff in his back pocket that he knows who he wants to lay it on and who he's going to pull off. We saw the Rutgers game. We knew that. He's got a lot of respect for Greg Schiano. There's some other coaches that didn't have it kind of Loxley. No, it didn't have it from Michael Loxley. And I, I think this week against Tom Allen, he's going to well, put the dogs out for a while. Don't ever underestimate, too, the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, Kevin Wilson. Oh, yeah. I mean. Well, we're building quite the revenge case for the really, Buckeyes. I don't know if they'll ever. What Kevin Wilson did, and he brought in Tom Allen. I think he thinks highly of Tom Allen. They have a good relationship. But the way that they did Kevin Wilson, who you could argue is probably the second best coach in school's history and may have been on his way to being the most successful and best coach in school history, and they kind of just did him wrong and threw him under the bus, I think he enjoys every time he can go over there and show them what they missed up on and what they should have done instead. It's kind of weird what's happened to Indiana's offense once Kevin Wilson well, left. And they were good, and that's the thing. Like Defense is still good. That was Tom Allen's specialty. And Kevin Wilson, give him credit. He brought in Tom Allen. He's an Indiana guy, and he brought him in. Defense was starting to get better, but Kevin always had that offense. Let's not forget. Oh, exactly. Hey, Zach, I don't know. B.B., you were maybe on that. Was that 50, the 52-49 game? Yeah. No. That, that, was, was, that, was, that was the Zach Bourne special. That was me. That was my first game <laughs> at linebacker. Then went two minutes to start, like, the third quarter. And I'm like, I didn't learn this defense. What, do I, what am I supposed to do? Dropping back. Finding Dude, that was, I was looking at Ryan. They were sending crossers left and right, going, like, they five wide. Oh, if, going, like, five wide. I'm like, Ryan just had Chase, you on the, like, man, you got to help me. Should have just had you on the hands team and avoided some of that debacle late oh. game with the constant yeah. kicks. That would have yeah. solved everything. That's yeah. what you were known for. Hey. I, I was on the hand team, though. What oh. you don't know is they just kicked to the other side. <laughs> at least you, at least you weren't I'm sorry. there. I don't remember yeah. that part of it. Okay. Listen, that game was one thing because it was a high scoring going back and forth. And these are some of the scares. Like last year they came back. But was it 20, was it 14 or 15 that was at Ohio State? and. 15. 15, when, oh, who's the running back who got drafted by Atlanta? Um, 15. Kevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman. I watched him rip off. I wish Tyvis was here. Took the worst angle in the history of football. I'm like, I watched Kevin Coleman, Kevin Coleman play. I'm like, this dude's fast. 15 was at Indy. That was my freshman year. Okay, maybe it was 14 then. Maybe it was. I don't know. But I don't know. Tyvis took the worst angle ever for a free safety. <laughs> Kevin Coleman, he's running. Oh, no. Trying to catch him then. And he just ran 70 yards. I'm like, Indiana just ripped off a 70-yard, not a pass, a blown coverage. They had a run that went 70 yards against Ohio State in Ohio Stadium. I was about to throw up because that game they were losing at halftime. <laughs> losing at halftime. And they should have been. They're lucky they won that darn game. Well, they needed a, a punt return and a spark, I think, the year before with Jalen Marshall. The last time Ohio State ever returned a punt for a touchdown was in that game. Uh, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Your Central Ohio Bryant heating and cooling dealers are dedicated to supporting our local community through partnerships with nonprofits like The Bridge 
Their mission is to help first responders deal with stress and traumatic events that have become a regular part of what they go through while protecting all of us. Your local Bryant dealers are doing whatever it takes to keep our community strong. If you'd like to learn how you can help make a big difference, go to firstrespondersbridge.org. Bryant is doing whatever it takes. They're the presenting sponsor sponsor, excuse me, of weekend kickoff. So whatever it takes on Saturday, boys, who heading in, we've got the off date in the rearview mirror. Who's got to come out and set the tone to start off the second half on Saturday night at Indiana? For me, it's going to always be the defense. Offensively, I feel like they can't just take the whole side of the ball, BB. Why can't I? Bobby does it all the time. I don't no, know, that's Slagle, not me. <laughs> don't confuse us. All the time, too. No, I'm going I'm to I'm say the defense is Take your guys. Because take Ty Leak. Take uh, <laughs> Haskell the Rascal. A lot of inside penetration there. Okay, so boom, I mean, boom, you got boom, the, boom. you got some defensive guys that you want to talk about. All right. <laughs> I, I'll be Get nice. your dudes. They're playing well. <laughs> that's the, the whole defensive side of the ball is my dudes. Oh, defense. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be a very right, good okay. segment if no, we don't get not. some specifics. So, uh, people. Uh, all right, that's fine. I'll go with the interior defensive lineman. I think if they can really hold down the middle and stop the run, and I'd say if they can keep them from having over, I'm going to say the goal would be less than 100 yards rushing, which they can do, uh, I think they'll come out of the game with an easy dub. They probably play maybe the first half. Eating that dub. <laughs> Eating it. Bob's on one tonight. I'll tell yeah, Bob, you feel it yourself. Hey, I don't I, know what you got going I'll on. tell you this. The Indiana offense shouldn't be the thing that's scaring this Ohio State team. It's that this defense is pretty dang good and can play. And if they're if they're if the corners come back, the two corners, I you know they're not really uh, their game time decision, yeah. not not keep things close to the chest, right? If Ohio State wants to really be successful in this game, Travion Henderson has to pick up where he left off be, before the bye week, right? This is a guy you're on the road at night. Travion Henderson's got to break some early, start gaining that momentum because Indiana knows their offense can't keep up with the Buckeyes. The only chance Indiana has is to try and contain this Ohio State offense, which is really hard to do, as we've seen number one offense in the country. But if Indiana has any chance, it's you got to keep Ohio State probably under 21 points. <laughs> it's probably what you have to do, which is so hard, right? I don't, hey, listen, I don't see that happen, Zach. I, I don't see it happening either. But Ohio State's got to start with the run. You can't get into where we were in the beginning of the season yeah. where you weren't able to run the football and yeah. you're relying on C.J. Stroud to throw it left and right, especially coming off a of bye week on the road. Bye week on the road, you've got to run the football. Has yeah. it surprised you how quickly Travion Henderson has made an impact? Um, no, I, I don't. Honestly, I'm surprised that um, they haven't almost given him more carries, right? There's a lot of times in these games where you see – recently Master Teague, early on in the season, Mayan Williams, where, you know, Trayvon Henderson would take like one and a half series and the other guys would almost take a, another half a series, right? And I think you've got to let Trayvon Henderson get to a point where you give him all the confidence. It, it goes back to a couple years ago. Remember when it was Mike Weber and uh, J.K. Dobbins, yeah. right? And they, they were battling back and forth because each of them wanted to hit the home run because they're like, I got to be perfect. I got to hit the long one. Yeah. I got to make the play that's going to change the game. Otherwise, I'm going to get my carries taken away. I almost feel like they're doing that a little bit. And I think Trayvon sometimes is looking for that home run and he's had success with it. But there's other times where you're watching the game, it's like, man, he could have gotten maybe 10 more yards if he would have made this cut, but instead he, he tried making the magical cut to, yep. to go 50, Ooh, right? Yeah. And sense. I think they just need to put some more – I think they have a lot of faith. I th just think they need to give him more carries. Like, hey, you're averaging, you know, 10, 15 <laughs> a game. 
Has he gotten to the 20, 25 Not number? Yeah, no. Right. I think it was like 8, 8, 16. He yeah. saves him for the second half. That's, it saves that's him for positive, the second half. But if they want to be successful, especially the stretch they have here, Indiana on the road, which could be a good – Indiana's always plays tough. Penn State, Nebraska on the road, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. In order to do that, Travion Henderson needs to be getting 20, 25 carries a game. I mean, Travion Henderson didn't even play football last year, okay? Let's not act like this guy's used up. He's 19 years old and didn't play a senior <laughs> year in high school because they put spring ball in, Mar- in Virginia hey, in the in the. Got to uh, keep the, the tread on the tires, Bob. I'm with you, and I understand that. And listen, it's, it's a fine line here trying to balance, you know, as they move through this, like, hey, uh, you know, using a guy, and he's a freshman, and so the season's a lot longer. Every one of you yeah. remembers your freshman year, and no. it's like, Halloween's here. Football should kind of be like almost <laughs> over, playoff stuff, and it's like, nope. Four or five more weeks, then we got finals, then bowl practice. I mean, you just keep extending these seasons, and it gets tough. Um, you know, for me, you know, if you if you look at this, you know, Indiana, like, they've struggled, I think, offensively. They haven't been great. But defensively, they played pretty well. And like Zach was saying, you know, them being able to get their corners back, the player that, you know, to watch for Indiana on their defense is McFadden, their middle linebacker. He's, real, he's yeah, a good he player. Play. He's a good player. And like, we like to besmirch Indiana and make fun of their defense and this and that. But their defense is actually playing well. And I'll tell you this, I don't know if they beat Cincinnati, but the Cincinnati game turned when he gets knocked out for targeting. Yep. And they take him out of the game. It's a 15-yard penalty. It's third down. It extends the drive. They go to score. But he's gone, and that's when Cincinnati's finally able to run the ball. Yeah. And so he's going to be impactful in that. And I'm looking a lot at this offensive line. Cincinnati, they, or Indiana rather, they know that they just can't line up and play straight up against Ohio State. They're too good. And so... Even blocking one-on-one, this Ohio State offensive line, really good. What they're probably going to try to do, and Tom Allen's very good at this, they're going to bring some exotic blitzes, bring things around and see if we can confuse those guys and see if we can confuse C.J. Stroud. Yeah. He's a young quarterback, mm-hmm. confusing offensive line. They, you know, they've rotated guys, they've moved guys around, and it's easy if they're just, hey, I'm blocking the three technique. He's right here. I'm blocking the guy over top yeah. of him. All of a sudden, they start moving around, shifting Stunning. before the line. Stunning. Like it's like, hey, now i got to pass guys off. i got to talk. i got to move. And they've got linebackers who are pretty good blitzers. So, to me, it's kind of this offensive line. And C.J. Stroud is the key to identifying some of these blitzes they're going to see and being able. If they pick them up, it's gold. Yeah. They identify, hey, there's a free rusher. C.J. sees it. Boom. Gets the ball out quick. Or, hey, we pick. We slide to this guy. Whatever it might be. But it's that offensive line being able to identify this. Because if they can't, you get negative yardage situations that get a little rough. But if you pick them up, they'll be able to make them pay because I don't think they can hold up down the field. No, they will. And I'm, I'm excited to see what Ryan Day has C.J. Stroud do. He's built some confidence over the past couple weeks. You go into the bye week, that's, a, that's another time for him to learn and, and start trying some new things. With this schedule, what they have got be going on. Be a grower is what yeah, you're be saying. Be a grower, right? <laughs> At this point, especially what Bob said, Indiana, Tom Allen, that's what they've always done. Throwing some different looks, knowing they can't go toe-to-toe with Ohio State. I want to see how much of a leash uh, Ryan Day gives C.J. Stroud, right? Are, are they going to give him some run-pass uh, checks, yeah. right? When you see pressure coming, is he able to check to a pass? Yeah, they've got the snap and everything like that. But Bob knows this. At some point, 
As a defense, you know a play's not being called. When you know a play's really being called and C.J. Stroud's able to make a quick decision and say, make a check real quick and get right back to the snap count, that's a lot different than yeah. acting like you're getting a snap, looking over the sideline and giving the defense different time to look around and whatnot. You can run a run and a pass from the same formation a lot quicker, and it's making the defense think. Agree. Yeah, Indiana actually, they had some success with that at times against Justin Fields, as, as good as he was for the entirety of the year. Indiana forced some mistakes, so... Uh, this is a, a quarterback making his sixth start. He's done very well so far. We know that. But this will be a, a nice test for him on the road at night against a really uh, blitz-happy defense. We'll see how that goes. I think the other you – you took the interior there, BB. Tyreek Smith is going to be back uh, from three-week absence. He, was, he had a concussion. Zach Harrison has been off and on with some injuries as well. Those two are veteran, veteran defensive ends who came into this year expecting to play like first-round draft picks. And that hasn't worked out thus far for either one of them. Zach Harrison much closer to that, obviously, because he's made a strip sack against Minnesota. He's been in the backfield a little bit more. Those guys have to up the ante. You can't continue to just rely on two, two five-star freshmen, as good as they are, JT Tuimolao and Jack Sawyer. Yeah. You're not going to win the Big Ten or go to a national championship relying on those guys. It's time for Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison and Javante Jean-Baptiste maybe to a slightly lesser extent. Yeah. Those guys have to pressure the passer. I'm pretty sure this past week, Coach Johnson has really emphasized that for them heavy. Uh, if I know Coach Jetty, whether I know him, he's definitely challenged them all week this, these past two weeks to actually have to step up and have to, we have to have higher production. And I think that's one of the things that our defense as a whole, even though like they're not playing bad that we're struggling with, is we're used to seeing those dominant defensive ends when it comes to third down, rushing the passer year in and year out. Yeah. And this is one of those – Last year and this year is one, are, are these two years where interior-wise we've been a lot more dominant on third down. As far as stopping a run, as a D-line all the way across the board, we've always had high success because we've had those interior guys that can do that. And I think right now between Haskell and uh, the young boy, Tyleek, Tyleek they actually young boy, are starting I like to – He is. He's a puppy. Yep. They, they're starting to change that trend. And I, I think the DNs should probably take that a little bit more personal than what they do. So I'm pretty sure Coach Johnson has had that conversation with him, and, you know, it's really hit it heavy as far as them working on their skill set these past two weeks, and we'll see if they can convert it to the game. It's right. from Manassas, Virginia. A Manassas, Virginia young boy. That. Mass, Manassas, listen, first, second, and third battle of Bull Run, all taking place, Manassas, Virginia. It's American Civil War. Write that down. Good. It's great that we can get into a history lesson, wow, mix Bob, that in there with you. the football analysis. You know what? Wikipedia. You. My kids, like what we do on the bye week? My kids had sleepover. They watched Remember the Titans. It's tw- in fact, that's 20 years old is remarkable, but they loved it, and it was really? fantastic. So and Bomb took him down to Lancaster, Ohio, where another <laughs> Civil War battle was fought. <laughs> Civil War general, if you mean. <laughs> yeah. your, your boy General Billy T, who basically saved it for the North, so you can thank me later. That seems like a very good spot for us to take our halftime break here on Weekend Kickoff. It's brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Those are your whatever-it-takes keys to Ohio State and Indiana. We'll have a lot more to break down when we come back after this break. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, Visit Bryant.com. 
with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswings.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. All right, taking a break from the main show to the, talk to some of the people that help make us happen and then really give back in the community along with Bryant Heating and Cooling. It's The Bridge. Mick, thanks for joining us. Thank for you. those of us uh, or for those out there who don't know the work that you do, uh, the second year in a row that we've had you guys out here, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. But what does The Bridge do? Yeah, we provide a three-day confidential, expense-free retreats for active and retired first responders and their significant others. That's law enforcement fire and EMS, corrections officers and dispatchers and their significant others. Uh, we bring in the best peer speakers and clinicians in the country when it comes to first responder mental health and trauma. Um, two of our speakers are from Billy Graham National Law Enforcement Retreats. Mm -hmm. um, our retreats are held here at the uh, Marriott Northwest Hotel in Dublin and uh, we have about between 90 and 100 people that attend each retreat and uh, and they're, they're amazing. You know, we're really getting them the help that they need and deserve. And, and again, our retreats are completely free of cost. You know, we pay for their uh, lodging at the Marriott. And we pay for their food, which is amazing. And we pay for the speakers that come from across the country. And we rely on sponsors like our local Bryant Heating and Cooling dealers that are, they are absolutely amazing. And, uh, and so we, we really rely on them to help our, our uh, first responders get the help that they need and deserve. Yeah, and because it might it might seem obvious to everyone out there, like well, these first responders, the stuff they go through, the the trauma they may see, you know, the the tough situations they face, like that just takes a toll on guys, on anybody, I should say, not guys specifically, but just mounts, yeah. and they probably need some some outlet to to deal with all that. There's a there's a famous quote by a retired Detroit firefighter that said, "I wish my head could forget what my eyes have seen," and it's so true. You know, we don't, um, you know, we don't think about, you know. We don't want to take this stress home to our family, so we keep it bottled up inside, and that's what we're there for. And uh, again, thanks to our sponsors to help us uh, get those those the help that they need. And uh, and if anybody's out there that that's, has a heart for our first responders that is interested in becoming a sponsor, they can go to our website to uh, to learn more. It's firstrespondersbridge.org. We have an incredible team um, of of board members. Anthony Schlegel used to be on our board. He was yeah. amazing. He loved first responders and. Uh, just a great board. Yeah, he was he was definitely one of the best spokesmen you could have. We could. Uh, he stood up here for about 15 minutes during the show last year uh, when you guys were in and, and gave that testimony. Uh, any other ways other than the website, any other ways people could give back that uh, they need to know about now? Yeah, I mean, we, we're always looking to do fundraisers. Um, they can always contact me there. There's a way that just if anyone just wants to donate, they can go to our website yeah. and they can learn more. If you're a first responder, um, we're signing up for our next retreat. Um, or significant other, you can go to our website and sign up for our next retreat. It's in March 4th through the 6th there at firstrespondersbridge.org and check us out and you can register there. All right, that's you definitely want to do that. These guys are doing some great work. Saturday night, shift gears. Ohio State at Indiana, what do you got? Let's go, uh, let's go 48 to 13. 48 to 13, that sounds like a cover. Sounds like another win for the Buckeyes. I think people around Columbus will take that. All right, great. All right, appreciate you hanging out with us and make sure that uh, you guys check that out. It's First Responders Bridge. Org. Thanks for Mick and, and everybody at, Bar at Bryant Heating and Cooling for helping make this happen. Back to the show. All right, welcome back into Urban Meyer's Pint House. It is the second half of weekend kickoff. It is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. 
Bob is reloaded with his Coors Light. Silver bullets and some Vizies, also from Coors Light. And we're going to roll right along. We're going to get into it first with the uh, buyer's question for the bullets. Cardale's not here, so we're just going. Question for the for bullets. Question oh, for the bullets. Water, like Bob. How far and how impressed are you with what Al Washington has done with these linebacks? Maybe you're not impressed. I don't know. Uh, how far have they come in the span of a month? Uh, who's, who flashes to you? The question is just about the improvement of the linebackers, and you can go anywhere you want. That's a loaded question and a messed up question to ask that on the air. Yeah, That's an off-air question. Hey. But in saying that, since you asked it. Um, That's a buck IQ I, I question. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. Um, Jury's out. Uh, you know, I, 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 listen, Al Washington, um, I, I don't think you can form an opinion on his coaching so far. Because I think a lot of it during the season, you're – the guys who started the season, not many of those guys are playing yeah. right now. Right. And during the time, you know, during the span of a season, you're not you're not developing guys, so to speak, right? Everyone uses a big develop. That's the off season. That's spring ball. That's training camp. When you get into the season, it's hey, we're winning football games, and those are the guys. That, you know, the guys that are playing are the guys we're coaching up. So I, I'm gonna forget that part. Well, of Well, let the me question. put it a different way, Zach. What improvement do you see? I, I'll tell you this. The improvement that I see is guys actually playing with a sense of urgency, guys running around with the football, guys playing with relentless effort, and number one, guys actually doing what they're seeing with their eyes. We talk about it all the time on, on Buckeye IQ, read and react, and you play defense with your eyes, eyes and attitude, that's it. And so these guys that, you know, playing linebacker to start the season – they were getting their, their reads, and it was like what their reads were, were telling them, they were doing the complete opposite. And they're a step behind, and in this game, a step behind, he's gone. You can't make it. That's the difference between a tackle and a missed tackle. And I think what you're seeing now is these, a lot of these guys, like Steel Chambers, for example, who I love the way he's been playing, like Cody Simon, who's been playing really well and has come on strong. Those two guys are just playing, man, and, and seeing what's in front of them and reacting and, and playing with purpose and getting downhill and, and, and swarming to the football. That's not a coaching thing. That is, yeah, you, you can talk about your keys and whatnot and what you're seeing, but at the end of the day, that's the player on the field performing, and I think it's more so Steel Chambers, Cody Simon, and, and some of the other linebackers stepping up and making plays, but specifically those two. So what, Je what Zach's talking about is JBD. Just ball, dog. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Wasn't familiar with that. I might have to yeah, that's one. that's me, one. I might have to see. I'm, I'm, that I'm trying to think. I like that. Well, Bob was telling me to keep on going so he could think of something witty in his mind. He was like giving Just, me a sign behind the table, like keep on talking. I've got to make up an acronym. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. No, no. I'm trying to remember if this came to me from like someone who was talking about college recruiting and like scouting high school. But I think this honestly came to me from an NFL scout who was like at an FCS level program and they weren't really all that well coached and he heard him like oh, so that he was their was actual the philosophy he heard him like call this in the sideline the guy was like on the sideline he's like JBD he's like, what? he's like just ball dog and it's like okay, okay. go make, no, go no, make a play no defense, just go ball. make a play go make a yeah. cat coverage man I got that cat you got that cat <laughs> cover him up line up hey <laughs> Hey, have the bubble one way or another. You guys figure it out and go. Yeah. Go. Oh, we're, not gonna, we're not going to care. And like, what Zach's saying, you know, Fick would always say, believe what you see. Yep. And so that's what those guys are finally believing what they're seeing. You know, you've got Cody and uh, Steele. 
Uh, Taraja and Tommy are doing a good job, too. They've got a nice little four-man rotation, which is good because it takes some of the heat off of those guys and allows them to kind of, you know, rep them out and they can coach them up on the sideline. And it's good because you're developing younger guys. But also part of the what they're seeing is a lot better. When you have Ty Leak in there and you have uh, Haskell, like, they're getting great penetration. They're, they're clearing up the picture. And those guys now, like... None of these guys have really played, so they're comfortable. They see it. They believe it. They're going and getting it. They're being much more aggressive, and I think that's a big piece of it. I just think the biggest thing that uh, Coach Washington's done well with them has allowed them to be comfortable in playing ball. You can't really see what how he has coached them and truly developed them. Yeah. Like Zach said, it's because they haven't played a lot of football, you know what I mean, and a lot of them have – like still going from a running back to now you're playing linebacker, you know yep. what I mean? So it's it's a big difference, and it's hard to really see the development of a player in a particular position without them kind of going through the process in a more of a longevity period, you yep. know what I mean? But I, I will say that he's probably he's done a good job of preparing their mental of don't worry about messing up. You might mess up, but if you mess up going 110 miles an hour in the right direction, yep. 46A to B, which is the, one of the models of the team, you will have success. So I think he's done a great job at just allowing them to play ball and letting them know, like, okay, just do what you do best. You know what I mean? So they're not worried about, okay, if I mess up, I'm about to get pulled. You know what I mean? So it's allowed them to kind of really learn on the fly as they go. Nine years ago, before this trip to Bloomington, it was like probably a Thursday night, Wednesday night. Hey, Zach, you're going over. You made it look so easy. No, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. Tuesday practice. Zach's also a meathead. I think but. that's also spoiled. Like, or, oh, all right, Steel Chambers has had two whole months now. You, Zach Bourne did it in a week. It's not easy, is it? No, it's, it's, it's not easy. And, you know, I think Fick is a phenomenal coach. He's, God, he helped me out so much that year. But at the end of the day, it's the guy's got to go on the field and make plays, right? At, at, the, at the end of the day, the reason why I love defense compared to offense is offense, you got to take a step at this direction. You have to be perfect. You got to gain six inches. You can't gain three. You got to do everything perfect, right? Defense is kind of like, I got to have an idea, a sense of what's going on around me so I can play off of one another. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just seeing what I'm seeing and, and flying to the football and trusting my instincts. I mean, defense played, is played with instincts. You can't just, you know, say, hey, I'm a wide receiver. Yeah. I got instincts. I want to run a post right here. I'm just going to run a post. Quarterback should see it. Defense, you get out there, and as long as you have a gist of the concept of what you're doing and you put that behind you, don't think about it too much, you just read and react and play and trust yourself. And, you know, Bob said, Fick used to always say, you know, trust what you see. And they, that's what you used to tell me all the time. That. You know, Fick wasn't hammering me with, uh, hey, you need to line up here. You need to do this. You need to have an exact drop over here. His thing was, you haven't played linebacker in three and a half years. What, what are you seeing? What, trust it. You know it. Trust it. And, and the great thing, I think, from my standpoint was I, pl- I came from the fullback side. So the vision that I had at linebacker was the exact same, just flipped on the offensive side. So, you know, everything that I saw with the, with the linemen opening up and I was having to cut back and hit a linebacker and and do all those things were the same reads that I was basically getting at linebacker, you know? And so it, at the end of the day, Fix was like, Hey man, read and react, make plays, trust what you see. You got it and just fly. I said this too, in the coach Fick defense, this is one of his mottos. If we can't beat a team in our base defense, we're not going to beat them. You're going to be in base. 80% 80% of the game. So, like, you, it's, it, it, made, it always made it a lot easier for you to just 
be a athlete. You know what I mean? It made it easier for you to be a defensive-minded player. Like, if you can't read and react and you can't let your kahunas drop, as he used to say, and oh. just be a dog, then you couldn't play in his defense compared to, like, a Gracciano. Like, we playing chess every week. I like chess, but I'm not Bobby Fischer. I want to play chess. So, right. <laughs> you know Fisher. what I mean? Got a Bobby Fischer reference. <laughs> That's the second Bobby Fischer reference of the season. We I, need to have a I'm counter a for that. I like, I'm a chess guy, but not with Greg Schiano. I don't like chess. So I think that's one of the... I want to see you play chess with Greg Schiano. I'll bust his ass. I don't worry about it. The Spurs. The microphone nice. still picked it up. We're good. It's all right. But um, I think that's one of the, the, the differences compared to when Zach played and then going through, through the Schiano phase and then kind of right now you in that Kerry Combs phase because Coach Combs is still trying to figure it out. But you can tell that Coach Washington is allowing these guys kind of, all right, listen, this is what it is. Go play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... And so that's what's one of the good things. And we talked a lot about Fick and all these guys that played for him, including myself. Um, there's a lot of similarities with Al. Like, Al is very patient. He's a really good instructor. He does a yeah. good job. Like, it would be easy for that guy because he's feeling the heat from, you know, your coordinator, from your head man, from just – I mean, Al Washington's a Columbus guy. Like, you know, his dad played linebacker here. I say, you know, don't think yeah. for a second that he, he doesn't understand, like – hey, my guys, my room isn't really playing well early in the season now. He understood that they were young. Right. But, like, just screaming doesn't solve anything. I need to coach. I need to instruct. Yeah, correct. Here's what we're doing well. Let's try to do more of this. Here's what we're not doing well. How can we transfer and get over to here? How can we work on those techniques? How can we do those things? And he's been very patient with it, and I think his patience has paid off. They put these guys in situations, and the experience and the opportunities has really helped him grow. Well, here's the other thing, and, and – Get back to the first part of your question is Al Washington's coaching capability. I'll say this. I've met Al Washington one time. Phenomenal guy, stand-up guy. Bob Love knows him. him really well. Love him. Awesome dude. He's the kind of guy like that I would enjoy hanging out with. But here's the thing. To answer, to answer the question about uh, is he a, a great coach? Is he developing these guys? Some people could answer that yes, and some people could answer it no. Because you answer it no because it's like, hey, these guys like uh, Pope and Dallas Gant and some of these guys who have been here for three, four years, why aren't they to where they need to be, right? And they've been in this system. They've been with Al. But on the flip side, like Bob already talked about, Al's one of those guys that understands, man. He's, he's there with you. He supports you. He's not a screaming in your face, derogatory kind of guy. And so he could be a, a great coach because look what he's doing with some of these young yeah. dudes, Cody yeah. Simon. Look what he's doing with Steel Chambers. He obviously is doing something to help elevate their game. Those guys just aren't running out there and doing it on their own. So, it, it, I mean, it's a... It's a you flip a coin, right? Because there's some instances where it shows that he's not developing guys, but there's some where it's like, man, this dude's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, they're gonna have to continue to show that starting obviously on Saturday night. Showers, Indiana versus <laughs> growers. Yeah, that's it. Um, showing out on Saturday night, prime time under the lights with a neutral crowd. I guess I'll say against the the Hoosiers. I think the, what's the line at? Twenty one. That's I, you. Twenty one. You just ask me every week. You got buddy. the updated to the second. 21. The number is 21, BB. This is the Coors Light Silver Bullet Pick segment, and you are kicking it off. Those mountains are blue. Mm, I'm going to go 13. 42. 42 13. I said they shank a kick or we get a block. Okay. You think what? They might shake a kick or we might get a, uh, get a field got goal. Got a block. mixed extra point. Two touchdowns. Oh, I was thinking a touchdown, two field goals, but okay, BB. <laughs> yeah, that works. 
I like it. He's given us I, that, that well, analysis. You, special teams, yeah. man. You gotta, you gotta give them, you know, give them. Yeah, I like it. Uh, awesome word. Well, you haven't really dropped many stats, and I'm gonna drop one on you. I think yes. the Buckeyes are averaging 48 and a half a points a, a game. Number Correct. two in the nation in scoring. No, now they're number one because last night Coastal Carolina only scored 27. Oh. <laughs> they're number one tonight. Okay. Uh, oh, I busted you some got stats me. out on you, buddy. That's what you're they here for. They are number one, 40 and a half, 48 and a half. Guess what? They are getting 48 and a half. I am going Buckeyes 50. Well, they can't score a half point, Zach. No, I know. I'm just saying they're going to get that. They're going to increase that. They're, they're getting over 40 you. and a half. He was good I'm at sorry stats. for interrupting. He was good at stats. Well, he, he just trumped me. I had to try and fight back. I know. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm going Buckeyes 52, Indiana 16. I like where those guys are at. Okay. Maybe a touchdown, a couple of field goals. I'll go 49-10. I think the offense does what they need to do. Maybe give up a touchdown, field goal there, somewhere in there. But sounds about right. I think they'll control this game. And I know that there's a lot of animosity, but I do think there is a respect for Tom Allen as well and what this, uh, what Indiana is do- doing. And so I don't think it's going to get crazy. Bob, is anybody you know, have they been just like nailing their score predictions for the last month? Me. Nicole Cox. Nicole Cox. What about on morning juice on Fridays? Anybody just... Dropping the actual score a couple times in a row, or I don't know. You don't know. I'm not sure. I'll remind you on Friday mornings. Uh, hey, you gotta start keeping the spreadsheet, Yeah, can we get a uh, uh, score check? I think it's Maryland. I actually was spot on with it. I know that I was, so I don't think you could have been. I fit the last two exactly. Not here, though. You hit them on morning juice. Not here. You, <laughs> you get five different scores throughout the week. Of I course, one of them is going to hit. two weeks ago as well. Yeah, so one I'm of them is going to hit. This is the one that counts ago. right here. Fair enough. It's going to be 59-16. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I like the 16. <laughs> 16, right? I'm stealing it. I, I think I, three field goals? No, I think they're going touchdown three field goals. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. First quarter, they might drive down and kick a couple field goals. They yep. won't finish in the red no. zone. They'll think that they can take some points and get that 50-50 crowd on their side. Good it out. won't work. This is gonna, I, but I'm very confident in an Ohio State blowout. I would take whatever the total is and that spread. I might pursue those. The spread's 21, and I think the total's at 16.5, so take it. If you're heading west to go see that game on Saturday night and you pull up that DraftKings app or whatever, uh, you want to use where it's legal. As soon as you get an Indiana line, hammer. <laughs> hammer. <laughs> that, that is the weekend kickoff guarantee. And if we don't get it, just come back and let us know next Thursday night when Ohio State will be back getting ready for a primetime game in the horseshoe, one of their own, a big one against Penn State. But before you can get to any of that, Ohio State, Indiana, Saturday night. Looking forward to full coverage of that at Letterman Row. Uh, thanks for supporting us. Thanks for hanging out with us at Urban Meyer's Pint House. That's B.B. Landers, Zach Warren, and Bobby Carpenter. I am just Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.